welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I am joined today by my co-host, my wife, my bae, Ariel. As y'all can tell, the fun is here. And here's why you should listen. You should listen because this episode is all about thriving in your relationships. Yes, as today's episode is titled. Before you say, I do. So before you exchange those vows, before you get married, we want to give you some content, some conversation starters that you should have with your significant other while you're dating and or engaged. Yes, this list isn't exhaustive, but simply a good place to start. So let's go. Number one, get on the same page financially. So as you guys are seriously dating and you are engaged, it's important. We're going there to share your credit score to share your debt, to share your current salary. There needs to be financial transparency in your marriage so it would be nice to know what you're getting yourself into before you exchange those vows. Now, bills and budgeting will always be an ongoing conversation throughout your marriage, but do what you can do now so you can get on the same page financially. I agree, Bay, And you should also be talking about tithing. Make sure y'all both are on the same page with your giving of your tithes and your offerings to the local church. Tithe refers to the first 10% of your gross income that goes to your local church. Yeah, and my wife and I, we have this perspective. It's not about, as it relates to tithing, it's not about giving God 10% of our money, but more so we're just so grateful that God is allowing us to keep 90% of his money. And lastly, as it relates to tithing, like that is the floor to giving and not the ceiling. Mm -hmm. In other words, we strive to be very generous and to give beyond 10 percent as we give to the Lord. So let the church say amen. Amen. After you talk about finances and this is in no particular order, but you need to talk about your future family. You need to talk about kids. Yes, this is something that you can't really compromise on either you're both going to agree to have kids or you're both going to disagree to have kids but that is a big subject that you need to talk about and while we're on that no like go ahead and have the conversation about parenting styles Mm -hmm. like y'all the type to give whoopings are you the type to do timeouts? talk about those things right now once again you want to get as much information as possible as you are making the decision is this the person i can spend the rest of my life with right yep And so number three, be sure to spend time with each other's family. Yes. When it comes to marriage, yes, you gain a spouse, but you also gain a whole nother family and another set of family members. So once again, spend time with your significant other's family members and get to know the culture of the family. Because let me tell you, my family, they crazy, right? They're going to be joking all the way around. And so you got to be ready to throw some jokes back. They don't care if you if it's the first time they meeting you or the last time they're going to throw some jokes around. (laughs) So all these things are important to discuss because I want to remind you that the goal of dating is to see if the person that you're dating is a good fit to be your spouse, 
That's going to be your best friend. And that's going to be your lifelong partner. You want somebody that you can grow with. You want somebody that you can be compatible in this life with. So once again, it's imperative that you gather as much information as possible so that you can make a wise decision. Is this the person I need to marry or not? Yeah. And you also gain a lot of information from family members and you gain a lot of context behind why the person may act the way that they act whenever you are with their family. Because usually people learn from other people. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like spending time with each other's family, you get the context of that person and why they are the way they are, some of the culture of the family. So spend time with each other's family. Yeah, I agree. Now, number four, get on the same page spiritually, especially if you're not already. Yes, of course. Pastor Paul was going to talk about this Um, as you're dating. Be sure to ask the tough questions. So my wife and I are going to give you a quick list of spiritual questions that you should talk through. Yes. So. Starting here, can you share with me how you came to know the Lord or what's your testimony? Exactly. It's another way of asking, what is your testimony? And this question will ascertain, does this person really know the Lord? Have they had an encounter with Christ? Um, Secondly, what is the gospel message? Like, especially as, as a Christian, like you want the other person to be able to articulate what the gospel is. Now, I'm not saying this person has to preach a three point sermon, but they should be able to share the basic elements of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And ladies, make sure you ask the guys, how would you lead our family spiritually? That's a big one. Yeah. Put him on the spot. See what he has in store. Um, another question is, what church do you go to? Start at, at the very basics. Mm-hmm. What ministry do you serve in or Where do you serve in your church? Exactly, because church attendance is one thing, and that's a great start. But then you also want somebody that is active in their church and and not just, you know, attending because it's through serving that we grow in our faith. So once again, you want to get the full picture of who this person is spiritually. And on that note, also attend each other's church um, so you can see how each other worship how the preacher preaches, see if you guys are aligned theologically, because at the end of the day, the decision to marry is not one that should be taken lightly. I mean, when you really think about it, marriage is when you choose your spouse, when you choose the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, that is the second biggest decision that you would ever make in your life right after the decision to follow Jesus Christ. And make sure that before you make the ultimate decision to get married, bathe this decision in prayer and fasting. The Lord will answer. Amen. He sure will. And now I just want to share with you two things before we move on. I heard it said like this. Number one is this. Marry reality, not potential. In other words, please don't go into holy matrimony. Thinking that you are going to change your spouse. You are only setting yourself up for disappointment. Number two, counseling. We would also encourage you to go to individual counseling to work through your past traumatic issues. And so that you can be the best that you can be mentally and emotionally. So go to counseling for yourself. And for your spouse and your future family. 
Exactly, because here real people, real talk. Y'all know what it is. We want you to thrive spiritually in your relationship with the Lord. We want you to thrive in your relationships. And we also want you to thrive mentally and emotionally and be the very best that you can be. So not only go to individual counseling, but also as a couple, we would encourage you to go to premarital counseling as well. For sure. One hundred percent. Most definitely. I mean, once again, you want to get as much information as you can to set yourself up. To set your future marriage up for success. All right. So that's a few of the things that you should talk about before you say I do. And so today, switching gears just a little bit, we have a special segment for you. We asked our social media community, our family and friends on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter to finish this sentence. And the sentence is marry someone that and then you just kind of feel in the blank. So here we go. Leandria Field said, Marry someone who chooses you every day, someone who continues to love you even when you are hard to like, someone who loves you as Christ loves the church. Shout out Leandria, man. All those three was heavy hitters. Marry someone who chooses you every single day. Marriage, of course, is about love, but love is an action verb. Yep. Love is not just the feelings because you're not going to wake up every day and feel the same feelings every single day. So love is not just the feelings, but it is a commitment. It is a decision of saying, I choose my spouse every single day. And next we have Gwendolyn Dyson, and she says to marry someone who loves God first. And loves you unconditionally And that is so good As I'm thinking about To love your spouse unconditionally In other words I need to love my spouse And not put any conditions on it So whether the meal she prepares Is a one or a ten I still love her Whether she fulfills my expectations or not I still love her And I, I expect and hope that she would do the same for me So we shouldn't put conditions on our spouse That we love them But we should love them unconditionally that's good. That's real good. Thank you. Lisa Holcomb says, love Jesus and is confident in who they are in Christ. Yes. And take it further. Other people say it like this, that you want to marry somebody that loves Jesus more than they love you. Because if they really love Jesus, they're going to love you right as well. Next, we have Tracy Moss. She said to marry somebody that knows your worth. Man, that's a good one right there, Tracy. Please don't settle for somebody that don't really love you or value you or cherish you. Marry somebody that knows your worth. That's good. That's good. But in order to marry somebody that knows your worth, you got to first know your worth. So ladies, and gentlemen, know how much you are worth. Know how much you can be really loved and valued and cherished. You, you preaching right there because that's a whole uh, another episode about knowing your identity in Christ. Because when, wow. because when you really know who you are and whose you are, you won't let anybody treat you any kind of way. But that's another sermon, another episode for another day. Know who you are. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Candace Johnson says, marry someone that makes you feel safe. Ooh. That's real, because if you don't feel safe in your marriage, where are you going to feel safe at? In the arms of Jesus, yes. Yeah, you want somebody that makes you feel safe, that you can share your burdens, you can share secrets, 
Like my wife is the one that when I have good news, she is the first person I want to share that good news with. Better be. My wife is the one that when I want to vent, like I go to my wife and she encourages me and she prays for me. Do. So you need to marry someone that makes you feel safe, that makes you feel heard and makes you feel welcome. Yes. Physically and mentally and emotionally safe action. Exactly. April Ott said this, marry someone who is your biggest cheerleader. Preach that. Yes. You don't want to be with somebody that's purely a critic and it's always about what you didn't do or how you can do this better. And I always pointed out the negative. Nothing is wrong with healthy feedback. Nothing is wrong with constructive criticism. But you also want somebody that's going to be positive. That's going to push you forward and be your biggest cheerleader. That's real. And see me as a coach, I got to know how to be cheerleaders, especially to young girls who are just coming up into volleyball right so we call it the sandwich method we say something good and then we say a critique and then we say something good at the end we have to sandwich it all together it's a right and a wrong time to know when to say something that's real that is real gotta get an amen amen thank you jessica Vilos. hey jess Said, marry someone who isn't threatened by growth or change, but embraces it with you. Preach that. Preach that. Yeah, because nothing in this life stays the same. And the only constant in life is change. So be with someone that is flexible and malleable. And once again, as Jessica already said, somebody that isn't threatened by your growth, but is willing to grow and develop and evolve with you. Amen. I'm just saying, um, I'm pretty sure it's science and my math could be all wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they say that you naturally change every seven or so years. Like you begin to change the way that you see things. Maybe your favorite color may change. You grow every single day. You do different things every single day. And so you're growing and changing as you go through life. And so you can't imagine or you can't expect somebody to stay to be the same person that they were 10 20 years ago whenever you're in marriage because life has changed different circumstances has come through that may have changed that person for the better and so you have to be able to work with your spouse and be able to change with them and accept the growth that they are having you talking talking now trying to i'm trying to tell you And then next we have Jayla Kennedy and she said, marry someone who is your best friend. Preach. And I know a lot of times we may look at society or we may look at movies and we may think the biggest factor is attraction. Although that is a part of it, but let me tell you this, everything that look good, everything that feel good ain't good for you. So you need to go beyond just how this person look, but is this person your best friend? Can you view your life as being with this person for the rest of your life? Mm, that's good that's good andrew barrett says marry someone that seeks to restore the relationship instead of seeking to win the argument Mm. exactly and that context there was in within the context of having an argument in other words when you guys have an argument does this person is their goal to win the argument or is their goal to restore the relationship and that's something that me and my wife we had to learn early on in our marriage and i told her like this that when we have a, a argument or disagreement like 
It's not her versus me, but rather it's her and I versus the enemy. Because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and high places. So it's me and my wife against the world, against the enemy. And you got to realize that when you have a disagreement with your spouse or your future spouse, um, you are not each other's enemy. Remember who the real enemy is. And Michelle Carpenter said, marry someone who will bring out the best in you and has your best interest at heart. Well said. Mm-hmm. Hope and Kadero say, marry someone that pushes your purpose. Exactly. So those are some things that we got from our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter community. Our family and friends that finish the sentence, marry someone who will. So once again, this episode was just a conversation starter. You need to talk about these things with your significant other, the person that you are thinking about getting married to. You need to get on the same page financially, get on the same page when it comes to kids, get on the same page when it comes to family, and of course, get on the same page spiritually. And then, of course, to do the work mentally and emotionally, as you should go to individual counseling and also go to premarital counseling as a couple. And before we let you go, we want to share with you one more response that we got from our social media community by my coworker, Wanda. She says to marry someone who embodies First Corinthians 13, which is a great way to conclude this episode with God's word. And what does God's word has to say about love? So my wife is going to read First Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through eight. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices at the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Exactly. We're imperfect people. I'm going to miss the mark from time to time. But when you become man and woman, when you become husband and Wife, each of you should wake up and try your best to live out First Corinthians 13. But that will do it for today as our goal was to provide some wisdom for those that are desiring and seeking to be married one day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to share it with others. Yes, and we have another episode for you next week. Yes, this time around, we are going back to back. And that episode is titled Happily Ever After. As my wife and I will interview a young couple that are thriving in their marriage, and we're going to hear from them. But until next time, go be all that God has called you to be. And we out.